Welcome to Pullback, the podcast that digs into the ethics behind everyday choices. We are a proud member of the Harbinger Media Network, and you can check out our partner shows at harbingermedianetwork.com. I'm Kyla Hewson, and today I'm joined by our regular host, Kristen Pugh, and I'm delighted to also introduce Tesla with Shop Small Vancouver. Tesla uses she, her pronouns and runs the Shop Small Vancouver directory and Instagram page that aims to get people more engaged in their community by promoting small local shops and events. But before we get into that, Kristen and I want to hear from you about what you have been doing in your community to try and make the space a little bit better. So that might be something as small as (laughs) passive-aggressively putting signs on the coffee machine at work like I did, or something a little bit more involved, as you will hear Tesla's story is. If you want, you can get us on Twitter at Pullback Podcast and let us know there. I had a wonderful story today from a listener who gave herself a dumpster diving challenge and was able to rescue a wheelchair and a walker from a dumpster and then donate them. So have you been doing anything exciting in your community to get more involved? Please let us know. You can send a voice recording if you feel so inclined, or I am very active on Instagram, which is also at Pullback Podcast. I've acquired quite a few books for this podcast, so if we get a few entries, I might do like a little giveaway. You might get like a surprise book from one of our episodes. So if that interests you, please reach out. Without further ado, here's Tesla in Shop Small Vancouver. Okay, so tell me about yourself. Tell me about what Shop Small Vancouver is and why did this idea resonate with you personally? I kind of hemmed and hawed about how I should answer the tell me about yourself question. Because in the last year, I have really redefined myself, not by sort of what I do, because that's sort of the answer that a lot of people give. But actually just, you know, I'm a person as well as an employee of a company, you know. (laughs) Um, So I'll start, I guess, with the professional boring answer. I am a retired retail manager. I want to stress the retirement. I've had my retirement. I'm not going back. I'm speaking it into existence. Um, But currently, I'm the executive assistant for a small business here in town. Um, And the human answer is that I'm a person (laughs) who loves to cook and do crosswords and walk in the springtime and make playlists. Nice. (laughs) Like all these lovely things that I love to do. Yeah, I feel that. I have recently gotten into crosswords. I had no idea, but they are great. So fun. I thought that like people who liked crosswords were ridiculous. And then I started doing crosswords and I was like, oh, I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's like a huge barrier to entry because there's there's so many like specific crossword things been doing them basically my whole life. Like as soon as I could write, my grammar was like, here's a pen, we're doing a crossword. Um, so if I hadn't done that, I think it would be so intimidating. But you feel like a, like a genius when you complete one. Wordle was my gateway drug and now oh, I'm yes. in. <laughs> yes. Welcome. Welcome to the dark side. Um, so Shop Small Vancouver, simply put, it's a, an online directory. Uh, it's also a community resource hub, uh, but specifically just for the city of Vancouver. So our goal is to highlight micro to mid-sized small businesses with the intention of creating an interconnected network of support. And the reason why that's important for me is, so I grew up around various forms of entrepreneurship. My grandmother, same crossword grandmother, she was an Avon lady. Uh, oh, remember excellent. Avon? Yes. <laughs> 
so great. <laughs> Everything I know about Avon, I know from Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. It, it's like, it's still kicking. It's still around, if you can believe it. Um, also, my mother and father have both uh, owned or currently do own their own businesses. So I just grew up around it and and I have a very deep reverence for people who work for themselves. I think it's just a very respectable craft. I love that. I think that's really nice. So you just, so is this your first foray into small business Ishness? It is. Yes. Yeah. I think I, maybe I always assumed that I would eventually get into a small business of my own. And uh, I, I don't know if I would actually call this a business because I'm not really accepting any funds that aren't going directly back into the community. But, but I just, I love being around small businesses so much. So. Oh, that makes total sense knowing that you grew up around that sort of space, that you've been really supportive of, uh, especially like BIPOC and queer and like people with disabilities mm -hmm. and like their businesses. And I see you lifting up that stuff and sharing memes that are excellent as well. <laughs> yeah, we got to love the memes. So how many businesses do you have in the directory right now? We just celebrated uh, 63. Wow. Yeah, so I set a goal for 100 for the year, just to sort of give myself a metric to work towards. Yeah. I'd say about half of those are ones that Maybe two thirds are ones that I reached out to um, and said like, hey, I love what you do. Would you like to be part of this? And then the other third are just people that found it organically and signed up, which is like the biggest day maker. It's so <laughs> lovely um, when somebody just like sends me an email or, or just signs up using the form um, because that means they found it and they they just wanted to be a part of what we've built. So so, yeah, so far it's, it's a nice little community of people. How do you decide who gets into the directory? That's a great question. It's sort of been like a, a full open door policy right now. There have been, I've, I've been very specific about um, city of Vancouver. So I want it to be as local as possible. And that was inspired by the Buy Nothing movement. Oh, yes. I'm part of a Buy Nothing group in Vancouver. And I, I, I don't know if other cities have them in the same quantity that Vancouver does, but Vancouver Buy Nothing Facebook groups, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know how they work, um, it's very specifically geographical. So you have to be like a part of uh, a neighborhood and sort of like, I guess, prove that. I don't remember how I proved it. But then you can just post anything that you're getting rid of. Or if you just like have a favor that you need, like, oh, I need a leaf blower for just today. And then a neighbor will be like, oh, yeah, borrow mine. And it's just like this lovely, uh, like I've met so many people. But it's, yeah, it's just like it's really kept me very connected that's sort of the impetus was I wanted it to be within the city. So for a lot of like local pickup, I, like you said, I wanted to focus on marginalized groups, people who don't usually get a lot of press or might not have a, a big network to begin with. And then a lot of like maker spaces. So the micro to midsize, I had initially, initially envisioned a, uh, like somebody in their living room after their whole like day, doing what they really, really love, like what they are put on this earth to do. So whether that's like a craft of some kind or a service that they want to provide, sort of that like basement or living room style, like really, really micro businesses. Because again, like those are the ones usually with the smallest network or it's just like somebody who they're not even doing it to make a lot of money. They're just doing it because they love to do it. That was sort of my vision. And then it's really expanded to everything. We have a spa in the directory. <laughs> There's just like all sorts of things now. So I think it's really sweet to focus on the people, especially who are doing it for fun on their own, because I find in my experience anyways, with artists in particular, anyone who is just doing it for the love of it, don't they don't really consider themselves a business owner or 
or an artist even in a lot of cases, they're like, oh, I'm just doing this for, I'm like, you're creating something and I think it's beautiful. Therefore, yes, exactly. <laughs> validate yourself, girl, because it's usually women. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I am, I am curious. Are there any um, like businesses that you wouldn't include in this directory? And, and if so, like, what are some of the things that you would think about around there? That's a, a, a good reminder for me because um, there is on my to-do list, on my Trello board, <laughs> there is, I would like to build out a more comprehensive uh, code of conduct because ideally I want people who are engaged, right? So like the, the whole idea behind this was to create this like very interconnected network where everybody supports uh, one another. So if you're sort of just coming on to be listed, like I think there's maybe no shame in that because everyone needs a little bit more exposure and I want to have a very comprehensive network. But I'd also love for people to support one another in that venture and not just put your name on a list and then I'll never hear from you again. Like it's not really ideal. And uh, also like I'm very cautious of appropriation. So I've just sort of opened the door to everybody right now. And I think I need to go back and be a little bit more clear about sort of what kinds of businesses. Um, I don't want to put anybody on blast, but I just, uh, yeah, there's like some things I don't really want to put my name behind. So yes, that is to come a more comprehensive code of conduct. <laughs> and I like the the sort of community mindedness. So that's a really cool aspect of the directory. Yeah, thank you. So I guess I'll I'll explain a bit more about how this came to be. Yes, please. I'm very curious. <laughs> so I've worked in retail for half of my life and uh, a good part because I love people. So I love hearing their stories and I love to connect one-on-one. -on -one. Um, however, the beginning of the pandemic <laughs> <laughs> brought out a very ugly sign of working with the public, the mask mandates and like, they're just like, I, I had been called a Nazi over and over and over again, every day for weeks. And it was just like really spirit crushing. <laughs> so I ended up getting super sick uh, related to that stress, I uh, collapsed at work. I went to the hospital <laughs> during the 2020 holiday season. And then I was put on a doctor-mandated 20-hour week schedule, which turned out to be one of the greatest things that has ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, sometimes your body is, is screaming at you that something is wrong. And if you don't listen to it, then it goes, okay, fine. <laughs> we will collapse and then you'll have to listen to me. So this was sort of like a big wake-up call for me. I was enduring a lot of um, capitalism trauma and just like really taking the full brunt of that. So I was doing a lot of like looking at my life and how I could better incorporate rest and also uh, healing. So I was having a shower and I was thinking about uh, community and what that meant to me and how I have a lot of friends who have small businesses and how like hearing them tell me stories about how it's so difficult to uh, like find new customers and like especially if you have another job and you're doing this small business and you're trying to like get off, get it off the ground, how you have to be like a social media manager and you have to do marketing and you have to do the actual production and fulfillment. And like, just, there's so many hats you have to wear. Kristen and I know all about that. <laughs> yeah, our, our Twitter account is garbage. It's our, our Instagram account has gotten a lot better since I got locked out of my personal one. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like you have to have like 10 full-time jobs in order to do, plus in addition to your actual job in a lot of cases. So so I've been thinking about this sort of problem. And I was thinking uh, as well, because I had just been mushroom forging <laughs> about <Nice>. my, <laughs> yes, my ecology, mycelia, and that like interconnected network, that web of nutrients and information that makes up the mushroom and the fungi plant. Something just clicked in my brain. And I thought, how amazing would it be if that existed, but for the small business community in Vancouver? 
And then I <laughs> took 10 months to think of a name. <laughs> Shout out to my friend, Matt Crump, for actually just saying it off the cuff. And I was like, of course, of course, I'll call Vancouver. How like, did this take me 10 months? <laughs> yeah, so it's embarrassing. From there, we, we meaning me and every friend I asked for uh, like months and months, tried to figure out what that would look like and what what was missing. Google is not the greatest because it's all controlled by SEO. And if you don't know how to use SEO, no one's ever going to find anything. And SEO is like speaking a whole new language. It's so confusing. Well, and and you have to be searching for something. You have to be searching for something. And a lot of the time I find when, especially on your, your Instagram page, when you're sharing things, it's not things that I would have been searching for, but it's things that I didn't know that I needed in my life, especially over this past summer when you were sharing all of the really great small events that were going on to the point now where after this recording, I'm going to be volunteering volunteering with Dogwood BC at the Car Free Days on Main Street. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, these are events that I probably wouldn't have figured, like, how does Vancouver get, like, how, how did people find out about events before? Like, mm-hmm. I genuinely don't know. I'm sorry to interrupt you and ask a completely <laughs> different question. But like, how was I an average Vancouver citizen with no network because I've only been here for three years and there was a pandemic for two of them? How am I supposed to know about car-free days? <laughs> totally. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of that is word of mouth. And so uh, that that was sort of one of the, the visions of this is like, if you can find a door, <laughs> then you can get in the door. And then you are sort of exposed to a lot of this information. Like I wanted to volunteer. And then I, I Googled like volunteering in Vancouver. And then you get all the big corporations, the big That's nonprofits. It, yeah. But yeah. then you don't actually get the information that you're looking for and you just have to find either like a person or a resource to to just show you those doors so that's that's why that's why i exist because (laughs) (laughs) those doors are hard to find (laughs) yeah the buy nothing i don't even know how i found the buy nothing group originally but that would be another great place i think to like ask a question like where can i volunteer but yeah and car free days sorry to clarify for anyone who's not in vancouver it's where they shut down one of the biggest streets in vancouver and like for like nine or ten blocks and there's booths and artists and performers and djs and you just walk along it's great Kristen knows how much i love car free streets (laughs) from our time in montreal together (laughs) when i raved about it every time montreal closed a street i was like this is the way the world should be (laughs) yes yeah Okay, but to take you back to the important thing that you were actually talking about, like, where are you finding this stuff? I specifically recall you sharing that the library downtown had musical instruments for rent. And then I went and rented a violin and I touched it at my house for 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, I am not qualified. Violins are very scary. But now I'm going to be signing up for like a violin class that I found. So like, yeah. So how did you know? How did you know to share that? And where are you finding the rest of your information? So honestly, uh, it's finding me, which sounds really insidious, um, but it's just the algorithm. So I would consider myself um, extremely online. I'm one of those. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Yep. Um, So I'd say like obviously having the time to spend um, to really curate your feed is is a a luxury, Um, but I had that time. So I uh, I was able to spend um, like the better part of a year exploring the city and exploring the internet to be able to more explore the city. And so the more I engaged with things, like I think it's really important to understand, like I don't really understand the algorithm. I just understand how to make it work for me, which I think that's all I kind of really need to know is that every engagement is an endorsement. So like every time you save something or like it or comment or share it, that is telling this (laughs) (laughs) all-knowing omnipotent algorithm that you want to see more of it. So I just 
did that with this account uh, over and over and over again. I, I really heavily leaned into things that I wanted to see. And now every time I open Instagram, I, I see something. So it, I've just kind of made it work for me. And then the library itself, I think, is just, you know, without giving away too much of <laughs> where we worked, uh, I would say like working with books in a retail setting, you sort of uh, like I at least sort of lost my love for that. And so being out of that environment, get, getting back into books just like brought me back into that fold. And Rediscovering how great the library is. Oh, my God. Every time I go into a library, I'm like, why am I not here all the time? Yes. Yeah. And they, they have like a podcast recording studio. They have so much stuff there and so many free resources. There is a skilled immigrant center where you can like go and learn about how, how to find a great job in your field in this country. Like, it's just amazing things that like, yeah, somebody just needs to tell you about it because <laughs> otherwise you're not going to know about it. I'm um, also, uh, there's an Instagram account called hot mother truckers. They post a lot of really great events. So they focus on a lot of small concerts or drag shows and like if I if I posted about all of those, then that's all my feed would be all the time. So I'm really <laughs> grateful for that account. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, great. So can you tell me about how you feel like you've been received by the community? Let's talk about how how this has changed your engagement with the community and yeah, just how you how you view yourself and how others are feeling about it, if that makes sense. It totally does. So it's been extremely heartwarming. I find that a lot of the uh, folks on the directory or that I speak to are just so happy to be a part of something. <laughs> um, and I try to check in something often with, with business owners about like launches or like if they had done a market, how that went for them. Because in speaking with people, I find, especially small business owners, if they've committed their whole life to their business, whatever it is, sometimes they can go full days without speaking to a person. And like, you are you don't have a boss that says, good job to you, because that's you. You also have to be that person. And it's very hard to give yourself that recognition. It's very easy to give yourself constructive criticism or even just criticism. So I, I like to make sure that people know that I'm in their corner. And obviously, that's well-received. And in terms of people who are not small business owners, just like regular folk, I would say that it's it sometimes feels like I'm I'm posting into the void because <laughs> I don't actually get a lot of feedback from people. Like I, I sort of, I'm just trusting that like yourself, that people are seeing these things and going out and doing them. And I don't necessarily need that validation, but I, I'm, I don't get a lot of it. Um, so yeah, as long as, I don't know, people are sticking around and engaging with stuff, I'm just going to keep doing it because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's, yeah, it's that's bad. What it, that's what making a <laughs> podcast often feels yes, like. Yes. <laughs> and then I'll meet somebody, like we had this experience when I met you at a park the other day, but I'll meet somebody and they'll be like, oh, I feel like we talk all the time. And I'm like, okay, but we don't you hear my voice and I don't hear yours so, like feel free to reach out <laughs> yes exactly yeah yeah that's exactly what it's like <laughs> so I've been seeing a lot of news stories about the epidemic of loneliness and how we all feel so disconnected from one another lately this is terrible for lots of reasons socioeconomic and climate related mainly for me <laughs> but like we are currently facing all of these problems that can really only be solved by community engagement. And how do you think we as a society could be better at it? <laughs> what would you say to people who don't feel connected at all and don't know where to begin? Like, I've, I don't, I'm not connected to anybody in Vancouver. I have only lived here for three years and I'm 31, which means that making friends is difficult. Yes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and even if I do have time to hang out with my friends, I'm too tired to. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a very challenging city, obviously, for that reason. So many of these small business owners, like I've mentioned before, that they have a full-time job. And then they're also doing this side project. Sometimes they have partners that they, you know, have obligations to spend time with or choose to spend time with. And then you have to get groceries and you know, sleep also is a thing. <laughs> At some point. <laughs> so I, like it's it's very challenging. Like hustle culture is how some the only way that some people can survive. And I, I think like reflecting on this question, Vancouver has such a reputation for being so cold, like obviously not weather-wise. We have a very temperate climate, but just personality-wise and a lot of the Pacific Northwest has that same reputation. I think it is because it is so expensive. Like capitalism just has us in a chokehold here. I don't necessarily think that that's the the fault of any individual. Like some folks, of course, are not contributing to this in a positive way, but it it just like that is just how difficult it is to live here. Like it is so expensive, but I do not think that it is impossible to to feel connected. So like on a small scale, I think getting to know your neighbors, like if you live in an apartment building, you know, if you if you recognize somebody, hold the door open for them. Say hello. How are you? <laughs> like just like really basic stuff. I grew up in Calgary, which is a much warmer place in terms of this. Like I was just there for um, three and a half weeks this summer, celebrating my grandmother's 80th birthday, and we did a lot of crosswords together. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it just I, I did a lot of grocery shopping for her and. Uh, like the, every person I spoke to at the grocery store was the friendliest person I had ever met. Like it felt like they had known me my whole life. Um, and just in the way that they shared so many like immediate, intimate personal details, like I just went to a concert this weekend. Like they're just so open and friendly. And I really noticed it, especially coming back here because like you make eye contact on the bus and it's like you've you've insulted someone's family. Like it's just like <laughs> it's really intense. So I think like just going out of your way to make the effort to just smile and say hello, just, you know, in gentle ways, because <laughs> it's not the culture here. Or like also finding opportunities to volunteer time is a big one. Uh, like there's condom packing parties with Swan that are really fun. Also the Vancouver Black Library just opened up. They're always looking for volunteers. I've done the Plenty of Plates events through a Better Life Foundation, which operates out of Save on Meats. That's also super fun. Like if you can use a knife and cut things, <laughs> I recommend like any any of the food security, any of the food programs that run uh, for residents of the downtown east side are amazing. But there's a We Press one that runs out of the Japanese Language Center, which is right next to a daycare. So all day long, you get to see these adorable little kids while you're making meals for the community. Just, yeah, there's there's so many ways to find that that warmth. And if, you know, you don't have necessarily the time to feel connected, but you do want to like make some friends, for example, you have to start somewhere. So I would say pick something that you are already comfortable with. So it's not like you're going out of your comfort zone in two ways. So like doing a brand new activity and trying to meet people like that's too hard. <laughs> Cut yourself some slack. So I would say like if you like to bike or if you like to make ceramics or if there's like a specific sub subculture that you belong to, start there. And then use that algorithm, <laughs> make it work for you, being so intentional of, of what you're interacting with. And then, and then, yeah, there's also like the, the we should be friends groups. Those are a little bit intimidating for even me <laughs> because like so many people show up to those. I, I find it's a lot of um, expats that come from other places and they're like, oh, it's really hard to make friends here. I'm going to try to make friends. Like they, they make the effort. So yeah, if you can break in to something that you like, uh, I would also say be courageous and don't give up because <laughs> the first couple of times are going to maybe be awful, but don't let that like, you know, sour your whole experience. For somebody who is maybe listening to this podcast that doesn't live in Vancouver, 
what are some things they could search for that would help them to find similar resources in their city? So I haven't had very much luck on Google, if I'm being honest. I wish I wish that there was more. I, I did find a lot of things uh, similar to what I've created, but more sort of broad scale after I decided to learn how to build a website, of course. Um, but it, it, it was just a directory. It wasn't necessarily a community-based thing. So I think that like social media has been the most helpful. Hashtags are not being used as much. Like I choose not to use them at all because you just end up with a bunch of bots. <laughs> like the, the systems are, are not so great anymore. But uh, I just recently started, like I bit the bullet and downloaded TikTok because I knew that if I... Oh, TikTok is so good. If I, if I knew that if I did it in my in my year of rest, that all I would do was TikTok. Yeah, no, that's true. It's very addictive. It is like, a yeah, all of a sudden, all of your time is gone. So, um, but I, I follow very strategically only a couple very local things on TikTok. Then I got suggested the Vancouver Geotag for... TikTok. And I was like, oh, well, there you go. It knows. <laughs> it knows what I'm doing here. I think it's it's less about searching and more about being really careful about what you find and then noticing if you find something that's similar. Or if you, I guess, like reach out to, I guess if you don't have any friends yet, then what do you do? That's a really good question. The, it, a lot of places will have local buy nothing groups. Yes, it, yeah. You could search for neighborhoods on on Facebook. I know I hate Facebook, but if you can find a, a group on Facebook that is specific to your city, you can usually use that as a jumping off point. So you can post in the group and say, hey, I'm looking for this resource and somebody there should be able to, to help out. That's where I would start. Or <laughs> I gave this advice on our travel episode get on Tinder uh, yes. <laughs> and get a local to show you around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have done that before when I've been traveling in different cities. Yeah. Yeah, that is a really good call. Um, to like uh, a lot of like coffee shops and like art spaces. Libraries. And libraries. Yeah, like hubs. Go to a hub and speak to a person. Yeah. <laughs> talk, talk to a librarian. Yes. How is that not the first thing we thought of? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was just thinking internet based. Yeah, I think the, the other thing I'll add is just that a lot of cities also have like either volunteer directories or they'll have like alliances of nonprofits, which if you're looking to volunteer or to get involved um, that way can also be helpful. But obviously, that's only one portion of what we're talking about today. So. So I did give you a lot of these questions in advance so that you would have time to like prepare because they're very introspective. But I do have a surprise question that I didn't want you to prepare for. I love it. Okay. So this is this is like an exercise that I have started doing with myself. I, I read about it on some article. I read so many articles. I'm sorry. If I, if I can, I'll link to it <laughs> and give credit where credit's due. But I want you to imagine that all of the barriers in your way are gone. And you are able to take Shop Small Vancouver to its ultimate limit. Like, what what do you envision? Like, if nothing was in your way, what would you love for this? Oh, my gosh. I have literally so many dreams. So um, one thing that is I'm, I'm actually in the process of making, like, a vision board for because I uh, it's that's one of the spookiest experiences I have ever had where I've made vision boards. And then you look at it later and you're like, all of these things came true. And it's, <laughs> it was just like it's a very passive activity. Um, but I would love to have events. So I want to have events that like really bring so many people together because I've been to a lot of markets and um, events and they're just very like show up, buy thing, leave. Um, and I think that there's such an opportunity to like 
just inject more fun <laughs> into events. Um, like there's there has been a couple that have uh, like uh, adoptions for dogs and oh. yeah, like, the, like things that sort of draw the community out. But I think that there is like there's room for more drag performers. Uh, there's room for like more music or like, I don't know. Maybe not comedy, because that's something you would want people to pay attention to if you're a comedian, I guess. <laughs> that's not a really a passive activity. Um, but just like, yeah, things that that engage the community more. Um, I also, just like as one lady doing all these things, sometimes don't have all the, the capacity to really build things out. But I've started the the community resource hub. So I have uh, sort of broken down by mutual aid and food security and a bunch of different um, topics for if you were looking for, like, I have like the tool library there and like the, the map for little free libraries, things like that. But I want to have like a master database of all of the different um, places that you can donate to or volunteer with, uh, because there are, I've just found so many. Um, and I feel a little bit like a dragon sitting on all this information, but I want <laughs> to share the information. I just don't have the like capacity necessarily to, um, to sit down and, and uh, get it all out there. And then I also have newsletters, but again, with that sort of like feedback thing, there isn't a lot of two-way engagement. So, so I've like been sort of sending things out, but I would love for that to actually be like more relevant content to the community. Cause I've heard from a lot of people that they would love to receive something like that. Um, but just getting that, that marketing word out is a lot of effort. And then also like gift guides and like, I want to have, uh, like quizzes for various gifting opportunities because in my half of my life working in retail, I know that a lot of that decision support, um, is so helpful. Like people love, and a lot of people love to receive gifts that are thoughtful. They don't just want to receive a gift card, a gift card, or like something that like if like, I don't know, Mother's Day, it is like a Hallmark holiday. It is so important to actually slow down and celebrate your mother, but something that she actually likes. Like <laughs> I can't tell you how many times that I've, I've had a clueless kid of a mom in front of me. And it's like, okay, well, what is your mom into? And they're like, I don't know. And they're like, how? <laughs> she birthed you. Like, you live with her. Yeah, like, how do you not know? So, like, sort of introspective questions that people can ask so that they could actually get to know people that they're buying gifts for. Uh, and then be connected to those gifts in their community to be able to pick them up same day or get them delivered within a week. like Without being without being forced to go to the big box stores. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my dream. And then also to figure out a way to make the website actually do what I want because I have it through WordPress right now and sorted by both gift, uh, so like product or service, and then also by community because a lot of tragedies, as we've learned in the last couple of years, one of the knee-jerk responses to it is throw, throwing money at it, which isn't necessarily always the worst thing to do, um, but that support evaporates almost immediately. Uh, so um, I think, of course, it's very important to support Asian businesses and Indigenous businesses and Black-owned businesses, but not just after a tragedy, like all the time. And uh, those databases should be there all the time. So I think, um, yeah, being able to expand those out more and, and be able to have better sorting capabilities and, you know, building a website is hard. <laughs> Kristen maintains ours. Thank you, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I only have one question left, which is, do you have any advice for other folks who are interested in creating a community project like you are? Or if you could go back to Tesla from a year ago and give her some advice that you have gleaned now, what would you say? Okay, so this works for like any project, so not specifically to this one. Um, but I would say don't let yourself get in your own way. So, you know, like I just mentioned, there's a lot of things about the website that 
I haven't fully figured out yet. But if I waited to launch it until I had fully figured it out, I would have lost my nerve <laughs> forever ago. Um, so, you know, allow yourself to be imperfect. <laughs> uh, you are a human being, I imagine. I don't know how many robots listen to your podcast. but I mean, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I think when it comes to a community project specifically, um, again, don't rely on Google um, to give you answers. Talk to real people. Yeah, don't be afraid to throw the whole thing out and start over. I had a completely different iteration of the website that after after I threw it away and started over, I had a lot of friends come to me and said, like, yeah, it was not good, but we were too afraid to tell you because you put so much work into it. Oh, and if you're the friend of somebody who's trying to do a project like this, please give... I have been asking for critical feedback on this podcast for three years, and it's like everyone's afraid, and it's like, I won't take it personally at this point, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, all feedback is welcome. All feedback is welcome, and I think that's something you don't really appreciate until you've made a project like this. Mm-hmm. Kristen and I have been running this podcast now for three years, actually. Happy anniversary, Kristen. And and it does feel like before this, I would have taken any feedback very critically and very personally. But now I'm like, oh my God, do you have pointers for how we could improve? Because I would be, I would, I can, I only know my experience as a creator and I try to make things that I think would be very interesting to listen to that I would want to listen to, which I guess is fine because nobody's ever said, but also like, Tell us. Mm-hmm. I, I I put like a voicemail thing in the in the, in the show notes. So if anyone <laughs> wants to leave us a voice message, yeah, I think like if you receive feedback and it's coming from a good place and it doesn't necessarily feel great because you know it could feel so discouraging, like oh I worked so hard on that and like yeah it's it I know it's not perfect but you know like I'm I'm working on it. I think like that feeling as long as it's not coming from a malicious place and it, it is like from somebody who loves you or someone who really wants to see you go places. If that is is uncomfortable in the moment, like I like to think of it like a stretch, like ah, you know, it, yeah. you are you are growing, you're experiencing growth, and you you have those growing pains, and like stretching does feel good after you get through the painful <laughs> part. So it's just you know, like putting that pressure on it um, can be good. It doesn't always have to be bad. So one thing that's been really incredible, like that I've I've learned from this this experience in this community, is that how much more compassion there is in the small business community in general. Like there's been so many people who have had to take time off to just fill up their creative, like their bucket again, because they don't, they're like waking up and they don't want to make things. And they have recognized that and go, oh, I need some time away from this so that I can bring that energy back to this craft. Or so many business owners have come down with COVID in the last year and they just immediately are are transparent to their community saying orders are going to be delayed. And like, how incredible is, is it to be able to do that and be well received with that information? Because we are still human. Like we need to rest. <laughs> that's not up for debate. Um, so like the, in the corporate world, obviously that's uh, being able to say like, no, is an act of resistance. And that's, you know, on the surface changing. I think it's going to be a really long time before it actually changes, if it ever does. So. Although, have you been getting those TikToks of Veronica in the office? No. And No, I'll send them to you and I'll share them in our show notes. But it's just this viral skit where this this woman has a boss who's like, you need to do this unreasonable thing. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and it's excellent. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's very unrealistic in terms of outfit. Like if you get sick, then you have to like work twice as hard when you get back and then you make yourself sick again. Like it's just the stuff that doesn't make sense. So it's been really lovely to see the human side of a of business and how like understanding it is and how kind it can be. 
I was once told that I was not resilient enough to be working in retail by a higher up in the company we used to work for, um, speaking of the horrors of capitalism. Uh, and I was just so disgusted by that mindset because resilience should not be an individual's responsibility and therefore failing if you're just trying to be resilient on your own. Like you can have determination and fortitude and, and you know, move past a traumatic experience, but to truly like heal through resilience, I think you need community and compassion and empathy. I don't think you can do it on your own. Yeah, to be to be told. <laughs> well, and the retail community and the I think any anyone working frontline service. So like whether whether you're working in tourism or retail or restaurants, restaurants the idea that you need to be subjected to constant trauma and if you if abuse. you're not okay, yeah, and abuse, <laughs> and if you're not okay with that, then something's wrong with you. Is yes. something that we really need to change our mindsets around as well because it's not okay. And I think the younger generation and our generation are really waking up to that yeah. in a way that. <laughs> that is necessary because we've just gone too far down that that road. And now we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We cannot keep we cannot keep hurtling towards the crash site on this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So good good changes are coming. And I, I want everyone in the world to own a small business. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, I wonder if we can go back to something that Tesla was talking about a couple minutes ago. Um, we were talking about the like the COVID pandemic. And I'm just curious. One of the things that we were sort of talking about during pandemic lockdowns was how the pandemic had the potential to sort of really replace local businesses with like big corporations and, you know, intensify the like Amazonification of the economy. How are the businesses that are in your directory doing? Like, are they are they thriving? Are they struggling? Um, what's going on there? So I'd say a lot of the businesses in the directory have actually started during the pandemic. <laughs> a lot of people have quit their jobs because they were they were not being treated well or because it was just not the environment for them or they were being forced to come into the office and they really loved working from home. So I would say that a lot of these are new ventures. I haven't necessarily experienced directly a lot of businesses closing down or like stopping operations because of the pandemic. Uh, I think it, it really just shook a lot of people awake to what was going on and then inspired them to make a different uh, life choice. So, uh, so far, <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of those effects, but I also have been doing this project in the after, like the aftermath of a lot of that. So I haven't really seen a, a transition from before the pandemic to during to now. Fair enough. So when you're thinking about like the longer term vision of Shop Small Vancouver, um, do you see there as being sort of a role for your network in like organizing for political change or is that kind of like a boundary line that you 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 don't want to cross i would love to i am currently working the election this year <laughs> so i literally cannot speak about it i signed a form <laughs> <laughs> but but yes i would love to yeah because a lot of uh, a lot of municipal decisions and yeah provincial decisions really affect small businesses and and that, that local economy so absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I feel like a politician answering this question. <laughs> no, I think that's such a great question, though, Kristen, because I think that without change coming from the grassroots community base, then we won't be able to stop this freight train that is hurtling towards 
socioeconomic and climate disaster. And it really has to come from people like Tesla who are taking the lead on creating these hubs. So I would encourage any listener who's going to be starting something like this, consider that. <laughs> yeah, and like this, that wasn't like a question with judgment either, because like it would be a really powerful thing. But I also understand that not every community needs to be like overtly political. Like you can have a network that just builds community and promotes good things. And that's fine, too. I was just curious. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's a naturally, in this day and age, a naturally political thing to do, even if you don't consider it to be so, right? Just to just to take yourself out of that capitalistic day-to-day life where you go in, you grind, you go home, you watch TV, you go to bed and you get up and do it again, just to, just to extract yourself from that, I think is, whether you consider it to be or not, personally, I would call that a very political decision that you've made. It, yeah, it is funny when you talk about politics being... St- being exempt from something, because I don't think that is possible. But the politics is in everything. Every choice you make is political. Um, I do also have a plan eventually to create a how-to guide for um, contacting representatives, uh, like a framework for reaching out to them. And then also I want to have some letter writing parties <laughs> because what my biggest barrier, like I have all of the intention in the world and I have the tools, but it's actually just sitting down and doing it is always my my struggle. So you know, creating a space, whether that's online or in person, for people to come with their opinions and a pen or a laptop. I'll provide the stamps. We'll just, you know, let's get these letters written. Would that be organized around a particular issue or would it be sort of everybody brings their own their own issue to the table that day? Uh, I don't know. I guess it depends on on what's going on in the world at the time. <laughs> um, I, I, I never want to really like lead anybody towards this very specific thing. Like I, you know, I don't, I don't want to be a politician. (laughs) No, thank you. But you know, like I, I, again, I'm very much online. So I see a lot of things and I have a lot of opinions about, about the world. So. Okay. So more about like encouraging active citizenship generally, um, and people can pick whatever their issues are. Yeah, exactly. Well, Tesla, I'm going to say goodbye. I'm going to wind us down. But did you have anything that I didn't ask that maybe you wanted to say before I say goodbye? I guess uh, if you are curious about the project, we are at shopsmallvancouver.com, on Instagram at shopsmallvancouver. Anyone can also send me an email if you have a question about anything I said or a feedback or an opinion. I'm open to everything. Shopsmallvancouver at uh, shopsmallvan at gmail.com or shoot me an Instagram DM. I am open to it all. Very responsive, I might add. I, as a, as a podcast creator, I'm trying to be more engaged with other creators that I see and just be like, even if it's just a thumbs up, right? Like sometimes you'll post off and I'll be like, heart. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And I will say too, like, if you love a small business or a creator, like, you know, maybe that person might be too busy to respond fully, but nine times out of 10, you will make their day by just saying, hi, I love your work. And I love what you do. And thank you for doing it. Like, I just, it's so lovely to hear that. So don't be afraid to reach out to businesses that you love, or just like a person you love, just send I love you to a friend today. Let's all be more connected. (laughs) Yes, yes, please. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Okay. Well, if anybody wants to check out Kristen and I, you can follow us at Pullback Podcast on Instagram or Twitter. I'm mostly posting spicy memes in our story on Instagram, which I love. (laughs) I love every story that I post. So follow us there. It's great content. (laughs) Thank you. Otherwise, you can catch us on the next episode. If you want more shows like us, you can find them at Harbinger Media Network dot com. <laughs>